Hello and welcome to the True Blue LA podcast. Jacob Birch, Eric Steven, playoff, another playoff episode. Uh, we've playoff. gone through two games, and uh, this is, you know, two real playoff games, wild card games, a little, a little funky. And that we was also a playoff it. game. I just want to, I just want to reiterate, I know, I know, like a common I said, refrain that technically says, it yeah. is, but not in uh, real, not in my so, head, not in spirit. So I, I will say the one, the, the, I don't even want to call it compelling argument because it's just a dumb technicality. And it's just because teams are in charge of it. It's easier for the teams to do one off rather than MLB. But um, um, your regular season credential um, is enough to get into the wild card. Game. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyways. But, but uh, I think, I think yeah, for BBWA members, I don't, I don't necessarily think it applies for uh, one off people. Or, or like season, I don't know, but yeah, that that's so it, it's weird. But like, I will I will grant that the division series is a higher level. Of, we've had yeah. two games of it, and it's really a nice encapsulation of the the Dodgers season so far. So we'll break into why we'll go into both games, look ahead to the two games coming up at Dodger Stadium, and we actually do have questions from Craig. So uh, we've got a lot to pack in a mini episode. We're gonna get right to it after this. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pretty sure Logan Webb could have pitched like thirteen or fourteen innings and still not put up a run. Well, his him. pitch count was low enough, and yeah. like he could have just kept <laughs> kept going. But um, I, yeah, I don't know. I was trying to figure out what was more impressive. Obviously, he struck out ten. He pitched seven and two thirds innings. He gave up nothing, uh, no runs. Uh, but also, he induced five different ground balls back to himself. <laughs> like he he actually threw one away, which gave the Dodgers one of their best rallies of the night. But um. <laughs> Yeah, rallies, quote unquote rally. Yeah, um, but that game was, yeah that that was that did not go as well as the Dodgers would have hoped, and uh, and then game two was exactly the opposite. So like, uh, yeah, just just a wild, um, uh, you know, first two games. Like that's the thing. Like the wild card was intense because it's just a one game playoff, and like mm-hmm. you're just like, oh my god, the season can end today. It's not exactly that, but like the clearly these two these are like the two best teams in baseball, and you're like you you got to like take advantage of every opportunity. It's still only a five game series, and things can switch. But there's a lot like when you lose game one, it's just like oh like uh, I looked at before the series um, in best of fives, the Dodgers have played twenty of them. Um, there's a few NLCSs before they switched to seven games in 1985, and then the rest are division series, but. Uh, as the Dodgers go in Game One, 
the series goes 17 out of 20 times. So, like, they lost game one. It doesn't mean they're necessarily going to lose the series. Just, like, that's how it's sort of gone so far. But mm-hmm. they they sort of got – they did what they needed to do in terms of getting back into the series by winning game two. But, yeah, I – uh, I always ask this: Did you end up watching both of them live, or like, what was your situation? Uh, I watched all of both. Yes, I I, I said that last year that I uh, uh, the playoff anxiety gets a some year break if they ever mm-hmm. win the World Series. So now that said, I do the uh, especially with national announcers, the beat LA chant really bothers me. Uh, just uh, it just. Silly and nonsense. Uh, so I did watch some of the game on mute. Uh, mm. Not that I was missing that missing that much, uh, but I, that was only most of game one, and which was easy because it made it easier to yeah. uh, ignore. That, that game <laughs> not was fully weird. ignore. I was paying attention, but you know. the Dodgers trailed from the jump in that one. It was like mm-hmm. um, you know they uh, it was two nothing in the first because. Uh, with a runner on, uh, Walker Bueller went 3-0 to Posey. Like, it looked totally like he was pitching around him. It was runner on third with two outs, I think it was. Same thing the Dodgers had in the top of the inning, but they didn't score um, uh, on one of those uh, balls hit back to the pitcher. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I don't know, it was... Uh, then Bueller like caught way too much of the plate on the three O pitch, and he gave up the first three O home run of his career. And Posey like just tattooed it like opposite field. It 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 was a bounce into the the ocean, so not technically a splash hit, but it did make it into the water. Uh, so they were trailing all night, so it was rough. But um, so Webb, uh, his big deal was the changeup and the slider. Like he threw sixty seven of his ninety two pitches were those two, and he got. Just a ton of swings and misses on him. He, like you mentioned, he struck out ten. I think nine of them were off those two. Finished off with those two pitches. So the the sort of um, the the decisions that Roberts has to make, Dave Roberts has to make each game is, is with the lineup is first base and center field. Um, and so uh, against a righty in game one, Matt Beatty, the left-handed batter, started at first. He ended up uh, playing the whole game. Uh, 0 for 3 with a strikeout. Bellinger started in center field. 0 for 3 with two strikeouts. Um, you know, he, Bellinger did have the good wild card game, and, and he drew the the walk before the Taylor home run. But um, it got to the point, uh, like the Dodgers' offense. Obviously, they they had only scored three in the wild card game, uh, and then zero in the first game. So people were asking ap- after game one. Uh, not only like uh, when is Chris Taylor starting, but what about Gavin Lux for AJ Pollock, who was slumping to this point and hasn't really done a ton in his playoff career? Obviously, his 2019 was like historically bad. I think what was it like 0 for 13 with 11 Ks or something? Um, last year he was better, but not very good, like just generally. Uh, but he's also been excellent, like in the regular season the last two years. So, and Roberts specifically said, you know, his body of work. I'm going to stick with him. So uh, that's what he said. And then, so it all, like, it seemed like everything uh, Roberts, like, showed faith in uh, really came alive in game two. Like, Chris Taylor been slumping since, like, August 1st. Uh, he obviously hit the walk-off home run in the the wild card game, which he did not start. He didn't start uh, game one. He did start game two. He doubled in his first at bat and scored uh julio urias uh, drove him in the first run of the series for the dodgers to that point uh 
Uh, and then uh, the, the key moment, so it's 2-1 Dodgers uh, into the sixth inning. Kevin Gaussman was in, but then um, once... It started uh, to look locked in. Yeah, he, he had... So th- there were two points in this game where uh, the Dodgers had him early. It was like he was at 37 pitches through two. Not a, not a super high amount, but it was to the point where it was a close game. They actually had uh, Tommy LaStella in the on-deck circle ready to bat four uh gaussman it was a it was two nothing at the time uh, when this happened uh there was a man on third with one out and i i think it was i can't remember i think it was wilmer flores um hit a sacrifice fly got that run in so they didn't pinch it for gaussman and then he retired the next nine straight so it was like okay he's cruising at this point the dodgers didn't like capitalize fully on that early sort of on the rope stuff although they did score two um but Oh, the other the other decision was uh, Cap, Gabe Kapler walked AJ Pollock intentionally. He he was down two nothing with a runner on second. I can't remember if it was second or third. Um, maybe it was just second, but uh, with two outs, and so they intentionally walked Pollock to bring up Urias, and then Urias made them pay with a single. I mean, you probably make that move like every time if, if but I, you know if you're Kapler. So like I get it. It just happened to work out for the Dodgers, but. Um, so this game, uh, you know, Gossman, again, they had a guy, uh, this time it was Mike Yastrzemski in the on-deck circle to pinch it for him. Would have been the second batter of the, the bottom of the fifth. Uh, but then the first batter made an out, and it's it's only two to one still. Um, so they let Gossman hit, and then he came up, and then first three batters of the uh, top of the six were Turner, Turner, and Smith. Uh, Trey Turner doubled. Uh, Justin Turner got out, and then Will Smith walked, and then that was the end of the night for Gaussman. So there's two runners on, and then um, Chris Taylor walked, and then that brought up uh, Cody Bellinger. You know, we've obviously all the injuries this year. He, he's sort of also tinkered with his swing, but he's lost power and all this stuff. But uh, I think, like, every interview about Bellinger the last, like, three weeks since he came back from the rib thing – was like, um, what about his mechanics? What's he doing mechanically and all this stuff? And uh, Roberts, this was Roberts before game two, uh, quote, for me, it's not even about the swing mechanics right now. It's about approach and executing a plan and getting him in the zone. For me, I'm looking for guys to use the big part of the field and take good at bats. That's it. And uh, Bellinger did just that off Dominic Leone. Uh, He got a fastball, first pitch fastball. And that's like, I know Bellinger when he – um is going bad a lot of his stuff is chasing but also like this year especially is he's missing a lot of balls in the zone like just swinging through fastballs and just completely missing like very hittable pitches that he was basically crushing in his MVP or and a lot of other times in his career uh but he did not miss this one and he used a big part of the field uh he hit it to the wall in center in center field I don't remember if it hit directly off the wall or bounced at the base like of the, the wall. Base of the wall, like near the yeah. Bottom of it, yeah. And so that was a double, scored two, made it four to one. Uh, AJ Pollock came up, who at this point uh, in the playoffs, again, it's only two and a half games to this point, but he was zero for seven with four Ks and that an intentional walk. He doubled as well uh, to to sort of make it six one, and then the Dodgers got breathing room from there. Then they sort of cruised at that point. And I, and I now that I said that, I just remembered Tom Cruise was in the stands last yeah. night. I don't know. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, 
so yeah, like it's it's one to one, like um, you know, the classic. So they lose four nothing, and they they're then they win nine two. So like, once again, they are underperforming their Pythagorean record. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I don't. It, it's uh, you, you, not that they're going to score like nine runs every game, but that's that's what they need to do when they need to have like their hitters actually hit. Um, the pitching has been like decent to good. Like Bueller gave up uh, three runs in six and a third. I mean, that's on the like for him. Like that was literally the first time in like ten postseason starts he gave up more than two. So like you, you take that right. Like most times, like that's a winnable game, mm-hmm. uh, and that's like their worst start. I mean, it's obviously only um, three starts to this point. I know Scherzer was pulled earlier, but like um, they, I think they're in like a pretty good spot. Like. So we're recording this uh, on the off day Sunday in between um, the, the San Francisco games and the and the L.A. games. There's two games at Dodger Stadium uh, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Monday, you get Max Scherzer again, um, and he's facing old friend Alex Wood. And that means uh, Dave Roberts officially said today that um, uh, Albert Pujols will start at first base, which is what we expected, uh, getting the start against the lefty. But he also went further and said uh, Chris Taylor is going to be in center and Pollock in left. Also pretty much to be expected against the lefty. And mm-hmm. that means Bellinger is going to start off on the bench. Uh, Jeff Passan, I believe, tweeted this info from ESPN Stats and Info. Uh, game three of a best of five series when it's tied 1-1. The winner of game three in MLB history uh, for best of fives have, have won 39 of the 54 series. 72% of the time. So fairly important uh, game three. Um, couple, couple I would say things the, I just oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. wanted to note before we moved on too quickly. Uh, w- one is if anyone was watching the Red Sox Rays game, they were touting a lot. Uh, on oh, MLB recently. Network was the recent win tide of Game Three was was fifty four percent. So that yeah, was of since thirteen. So just before our listeners uh, maybe email wondering, and why. I, I meant to look back because I heard that as well, and. I don't know how many series it is. It's not it, like I didn't see it, the counts, right? So because you don't know which of those series were, how many of those were tied at one one. But like, it's only from 2013 to 2020. Uh, you're talking about uh, at most 32 series, so uh, 32 division series. Uh, so it's it's probably like I don't know, like 20 of those were probably tied or, or cl- something close to that. So a, a reasonable amount. But like, yeah, it's not insurmountable. Obviously, you have you still have to win two games, but it's an important game. Um, but then the interesting thing is, game four, uh, both sides are officially TBD uh, for the starter, but it's basically uh, Anthony DiScalfani for the Giants, um, and then the Dodgers is like Tony Gonsolin for some portion of the game, and then a lot of the bullpen, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll be interesting to see what that some portion is just yes. because, you know, that, that was the plan, uh, in, you know, game six of the World Series last year. And it wasn't very much. And it ended up working. Yeah. And the Dodgers have uh, employed a lot of successful true bullpen games um, this year. And it'll be interesting to see what variables go into, like, how short of a leash Gonsolin goes. Obviously, if he's cruising, no reason to bring him out whenever the bulk actually starts. But yeah. it'd be interesting to see if, like, they just, like they did uh, last year, just 
one one inning, whatever. That's that that's it. So, We're going. Yeah. Going. So the good part, I guess, for the Dodgers standpoint is Trinan and Jansen had not pitched the last three day, or four days since uh, since the wild card game, um, and so you would imagine they're available for both game three and four, and and especially for Trinan. I would say uh, at least one of the games, he's probably a, a, a multi-inning guy or at mm-hmm. least like a four or five out guy. Now, the other thing is if if they're up two to one, uh, they pulled Julio Urias um, after five innings and 72 pitches. It was a six to one game when they pulled him. Um, but part of the reason uh, Dave Roberts did say uh, he would be, a, he'd be alive in the uh, la- latter part of the series. So, I think if they're up 2-1, not necessarily Urias closing it out, maybe depending on the score, but you could see a situation where they probably do an opener. This is probably the David Price role, uh, you know, in game four. Uh, and then Tony Gonsolin comes in. He he probably gets three innings or something like that. And then the, the key point will be, like, what you do if you have a lead. If you have a lead after five, do you go – like Urias six and seven, or just just decide it's Urias, or maybe it's Trinan first, and then Lefty Urias, and then Jansen, and you just figure out how much of those last twelve outs split up. Like maybe it's something like that, but like obviously getting ahead it, of ourselves yeah, here, and it'll like, be yeah. a lot of just in general. The yeah. Giants do a lot of platooning, a lot of aggressive yeah. switches, and there's going to be especially with Urias, another lefty in the pen. There's going to be a lot of uh trickery and tomfoolery i imagine so it'll it'll be fun to watch if you know the dodgers win that'd be great yeah uh yeah it would be great if they just just won the next two and didn't have to go to san francisco and like you know all that sort of stuff but uh yeah it'll be interesting and then obviously same same deal like if they don't use urias in game four and let's say it's tied you would imagine he's for sure available in game five in some capacity Mm -hmm. for multiple innings and that way it would be He'd, he'd actually be on four days rest. Um, I, uh, Bueller would be starting in game five, I'm assuming. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so like, uh, it'd be interesting. Uh, it's going to be uh, so... We uh, can talk about that uh, never because next, they're going to win the next two games. That's right. And our next, we'll be previewing uh, some series. Uh, well, our, our, I can guarantee, not almost guarantee you, our next podcast uh, will... Well, I can't guarantee because they could. I guess they could lose. I, 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 we have to acknowledge that possibility. But I was thinking of. I was going to say we'll be previewing a Dodgers road game because even though they have the, they'd have the better record. They'd start the NLCS on the road. Um, so it's either uh, previewing Game Five or previewing Games One and Two of the NLCS. But yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. Uh, but yeah, back to um, uh, the Dodgers this year in the playoffs. Uh, Justin Turner he homered in the wild card game. Uh, that, that was his only hit so far in the first three games. I think he's one for 13. Uh, that was his 13th career postseason home run that extended his own Dodgers record. Turner also leads, uh, in Dodgers postseason history, uh, in games with 75 plate appearances, 327 hits with 80, 41 runs, 19 doubles, 42 RBIs. And of course, 11 times hit by a pitch, uh, because Turner also leads the Dodgers history and hit by pitches. Uh, Turner also leads with 33 extra base hits, uh, 19 doubles, 13 homers, one triple. Uh, my question for you, Jacob, is what Dodger is second all time in postseason extra base hits? I will uh, answer that after this. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. To uh, uh, stall and get me a little more time to figure out who got second in extra base hits. I have one uh, one roster question for you that I oh, want yeah. to pick your brain up. Uh, so, on uh, I texted you on uh, during game one that I thought it made sense to prioritize Bellinger's uh, defense, especially with a fly ball pitcher like Walker. Um, but in game two, they still got Bellinger in there. But at first, where he's yeah. still a very good defensive first baseman, but I still thought it was strange. Not a fan. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not that, a fan uh, of that movie. Yeah. That, uh, now, granted, he went and proved everyone wrong and got sure. the biggest hit of the game. Ha ha. Uh, but it still seems strange to me that um, maybe Beatty, but like honestly, I realize it was a short span, and I think Dave Roberts even had a comment on you know, he's not going to go off too much of two bodies of work, but that Gavin Lux has looked really well, really good late um, to, to end the season. And I don't know what the defensive alignment would be like if the yeah. he was just in there. Yeah, I have no idea. I, so <laughs> it, it's not an ideal situation because I think Beatty is your best choice if you're just going for, I, like, who's the best hitter. Yeah. But, like, you're talking about, Two maybe three at bats because they're gonna they're gonna definitely like double switch or or, or do stuff in that mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. But also Beatty can play first. You, I don't think they would want him to play any other position like defensively. Now, I don't think they're that high on Lux defensively. I, I think the, I agree. The, the 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 broken ribs thing for Bellinger caught them. He's obviously fast, but he's he's still like green in the outfield. Um, so the issue is like it, it sucks because. You could do like, you could ask Chris Taylor to play first. Amazingly, hasn't played first. Wait, uh, maybe he's played. I can't remember. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. But like, um, you you could ask him to play first. You could ask Justin Turner to play first. But it's like, then you're putting like multiple people out of position because third yep. base is like Taylor's probably like least uh, familiar position. Although he's played it enough. Um, so yeah, Taylor has never played first. He's he started at six different positions for the Dodgers, never first. Um, so that's that's tough. Um, you you know, it's the same thing for like, do you put like Lux at third is a while? Like you can't really do that. Like, to, and then you're still asking Turner to play first, which is like you're messing around with like multiple positions at that point. And so yeah, I think the only way Lux plays is if it's like. Okay, we want to we want to rest Pollock's hamstring, um, and it would have to be like against a righty, and you would have to probably assume Taylor's also not starting, uh, and then they would just go Bellinger in center and Luxon left, you know, at least to start mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it, it, it's not ideal. Like yeah. what they have set up now, That's... like now facing a lefty tomorrow, they'll they'll have Pujols, and they'll still do the double switching. Yeah. Uh, situation. Maybe that's a situation. Like, yeah, I just don't know. It, it, it's tough to say like exactly how that's going to play out. Yeah. No, I, that's what I figured. Wanted to pick your brain on it. All right. Yeah. I stalled one enough. I'm going to play 
right, I have one guess, and then I'm going to play like yeah. four questions or something. Um, my first guess is Andre Ethier. Um, Ethier is, a, he's tied for 11th. Wow. With 12 extra base hits. All right. So here I'm going to uh, fourth. I'm going to four questions. Um, mm-hmm. Is it an active Major League Baseball player? Yes. Is it an active Dodger? Yes. Um, all right, that that helps. Uh, is it Corey Seager? It is twenty-one. Um, Eleven homers, uh, eight eight were last year. Nine doubles and a triple. Uh, the reason I was thinking extra base hits for this because. Chris Taylor's double on in game two was his 10th career uh-huh. double, which is second to Turner's 19 in Dodgers history. Um, but that makes me happy. I just let yeah. you know, I wrote some names down and I, I picked this question in particular. I had Ethier at the top, just, you know, gut and I was wrong. And then I had uh, randomly, probably just cause I just got done watching the Red Sox games. Kike's name was on there. Uh, Garvey's yeah. name was on there, and then Seeg's. Obviously, I'm prioritizing more recent players. Garvey was just, Garvey was the. It's not an active player anymore. Wild card. I need so name Gar- Garvey's tied for fourth with 18 yes. with Taylor and Bellinger. Yeah. Um, now <laughs> Duke Snyder is third with 19. So they're oh, they're like wow. a, they're a bunch of Jock is seventh with 17, uh, and then Muncie's Muncie's 14, Yasiel Puig's 14, and then Ron Say is 10th with 13. So it's like a mix of. A lot of the current run because mm-hmm. they played so many and games. Where and is a, a lot of the seventies? Where's Kike? Guys. Oh, um, he was. He's actually uh, tied for thirteenth with eleven. Okay. Eight of those were home runs. Uh, three doubles. So okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, good, I'm, good I'm content. All right, it's time for with Greg. We love them. Five questions, and we're gonna we're gonna blitz through these. Yep. Here's some trivia questions about the Dodger leaders and National League Division Series play, which means Jacob era all time. Woo, woo. Can Eric name the top three stolen base leaders for the Dodgers in the NLDS? So, oh, top three. Damn it, I I didn't see the top three part of this. Um, so you know, Maury Wells, I'm pretty sure is their all time stolen base leader in the playoffs, but never played in the Division Series. So I'm gonna go. Uh, it's top three, so let's go. Uh, let's go, Bellinger, number one. Um, uh, okay. Um, this is going to be a weird one. Okay, I don't necessarily think it's accurate. But I I don't know. Number one is five. Are... By the way, I'll give you a little context clues here. Number three is five. Oh. And no, Cody Bellinger is is first with five stolen bases. Oh, with five. Okay. So I I actually am going to say Justin Turner. Number two with four. Oh, he is. Okay. So I knew he had five total steals. I didn't know what the Sure, was. sure. Um, okay. So now it's probably, I'm assuming someone with three, possibly someone with four. Um, wow. Someone so, with three, I'll let you know. And then a bunch of people have two yeah. below that. Uh, let's, I'm just going to go Yasiel Puig. Uh, Puig is one of the many people with two. Now, he did have three attempts, but he got caught, yeah. caught stealing. Uh, see, uh, you know, I knew that. And I'll let like, you know, he uh, is the only person on this list with a caught stealing. Wow. All right. All right, uh, I'm going to give you one more shot. Oh, okay. Um, then I guess I will guess. Uh, you know what? It was only 1981, and it was only one series. But I'm going to say Davy Lopes just to say Davy Lopes. 
uh, Kike Hernandez. Ah, oh, nice. He got okay. he got there uh, on the list. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The Dodgers have four players with ten or more walks in their oh. NLDS career. Please list them. Uh, okay, so just going through the thing. Uh, Justin Turner, number one with fifteen. So I'm trying to think now. Man, I want. What about Hanley Ramirez? Not on my list. Okay, what about and I have Manny the top Ramirez. twelve. Uh, not on my list, and I have the top twelve. <laughs> okay, so I, I was thinking, oh eight, oh nine. He may have just he was walked so much, like that's where, where my head was at. But uh, okay, so let's go. Uh, well, Max Muncy, number two of fourteen. Um, so two other players, Bellinger. Uh, Bellinger's number seven, uh, or I guess tied for fifth with nine. Uh huh. Um. Okay. Uh, division series. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Jock. Uh, number uh, eighth uh, all by himself with eight. Ethier. Uh, third with eleven. So you're missing one player who has exactly ten. Uh, Matt Kemp. Not on the list. Give you okay. one more shot. All right. Um, Corey Seager. Yasiel Puig. Nice. Okay. Seager in the group with nine, by the way. Only one Dodger, only one, has more than one triple in his NLDS oh career. Who is this former Dodger? Uh, I'm I'm only going to guess once on this, and I, I'm just going to say yes, you I don't know. You got it. Okay. Well done. Nice. I should, if we had more time, I would try to make you guess everyone yeah. who yeah. had a triple. Uh, Steve Garvey's on this list. Uh, ah. Alex Cor is on this list. Yeah. And, the, and Hanley made an appearance. There you go. Yeah. All right. Last question. Can Eric name the six Dodger pitchers who have oh, allowed God. three or more stolen bases in their NLDS career? Uh, Kenley? Uh, no. My what? goodness. Is uh, this, wow. a, is this a list or what? My goodness. Okay. Uh, Randy Wolf. Uh, no. That would, that'd be amazing. Um, NLDS. Um, Derek Lowe. No. <laughs> Sorry, oh, go, just, go, this is a uh, collection of names. <laughs> uh, so let uh, one current Dodger. I'll let you know. Kershaw. Nope. Good guess. Chad, Chad Billingsley. Uh, not a current. Not, not that you couldn't say that otherwise, but, right. uh, but yeah, yeah, right. In your heart, he is. Uh, uh, no. Um, no. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Walker Bueller uh, is on the list. He uh, three. So. Two, okay. One player gave up five, one player gave up four, and then there's a four oh, three. See, I don't even... No, they didn't make the playoffs move there. Uh, I was thinking of someone else. Um, uh, Give you uh, f- uh, two more strikes. How about that? Two more wrong guesses. Kenta Maeda. Uh, there's one. You only got one left. Well, that was well, a wrong. That was a strike. I didn't say that clearly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's go... Let's just say Zach Greinke. Nope. All right. So uh, you, you got one. Uh yep. Uh, with five stolen bases and two caught stealing, Antonio Suna. Nice. With oh my four God. stolen bases, allowed Hideo Nomo. Uh, and then the group of three, you've got Walker Bueller, and then it's Jonathan Broxton. Of course. Rich Hill. Oh, nice. And Kevin Tapani. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I, that, Tapani had to be like one year, right? Because uh, I think he was I'll a deadline s- guy. See if I can figure Nin- it out. I'm going to say 96. Uh, it was 95. Uh, and then, okay. yeah. 
Uh, wow, Reggie <laughs> Sanders and uh, them and Dion. Oh, Dion was on that team, I think, too. Yeah, oh, wow. so <laughs> that's hilarious. That was fun. Uh, I like it. That last one especially. Uh, that was, yeah, what a potpourri collection. <laughs> Game three at Dodger Stadium will be Max Scherzer's ninth career in LDS start. What are your expectations for him after his last two regular season games and his wild card starts? Also, do you think it is possible Austin Barnes make a start in this series? No. No. Like, um, I, it's a, I, I, I wonder if Max Muncy was in this lineup, if they'd be willing to take the hit yeah. to get him one game in, maybe. But when they're this... Right. The bottom of the lineup already looks a little rough. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. And, and, and just to be clear, uh, Dave Roberts was asked today... He did say Will Smith would start game three. Mm-hmm. Um, not that, you know, obviously they do tend to go to Barnes on like um, bullpen type games um, just generally. So I think if he's going to start, it's going to be game four. Um, I don't think he's necessarily going to start because like this is a series with the off days, right? So they don't play more than two days in a row. Uh, so I think in a LCS World Series, well, look, in the World Series, Barnes ends up starting all the time anyway. <laughs> so, like, it, in one way or another, it'll come to that. No, I, I don't. Uh, but, like, I just think it's more likely for him to get a start in one of those middle three games um, because it's three days in a row. Not a given. Like, I think you, you also at that time could be like, you know what? We're good with playing Will Smith three days in a row because he's Will Smith and he's one of our best hitters. Um, but, yeah, this series, I don't think Barnes starts – um, but um, if he does, it would probably be, be uh, game four. As for Scherzer, the concern is he's just a little off, uh, like command-wise. He's he's uh, I don't know what the right term is. He, he's like uh, yanking pitches. Is that like uh, like he's just a little like off? Um, he's worked with like the the pitching like um, group. Uh, coaching staff and, uh, you know, R&D folks, like, figuring out stuff in his delivery. So, uh, you know, I, I he was kind of a little bit off in the wild card game, but he still, like, managed to gut through and only gave up the run. Um, so I suspect he's still going to be quite effective, even if he's a little not, not quite there yet delivery-wise, but um, also have a lot of confidence in him. Uh, I think game three is a an excellent shot uh, for the Dodgers to win. And, and, and a lot of it is on, you know, the, the pitching matchup with Scherzer and Wood. Yep. Uh, same same page. Um, he's still a, a, a battler. has a lot of experience against these hitters, like have a lot of confidence. Uh, hopefully uh, we get regular Alex Wood and not freak playoff Alex Wood. That would, yeah. that would be great, but uh, we'll see. Uh, there has been some online chatter, tweets, and game thread comments about the graphics and information, velocity, location, etc., on TBS's divisional series broadcast. Have you missed that information? I believe uh, Eric saw it on the feed he had at Dodger Stadium. Oh, I want to address the last part first. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a joke tweet, reply tweet to Mike Petriello, uh, because he mentioned the the little box wasn't on the um, the live broadcast. And I and I and this was for the wild card game, and I replied to him. I said it's weird because the box is here in real life. I have no idea how it's suspended in midair like that. <laughs> you know, clearly messing around with him. But like, uh, it's off and on. Um, it's it's been 
I I personally would would love the broadcast without it. Like I don't I I totally fine with showing like the pitch velocities and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it, it just it every broadcast devolves into oh this umpire is a piece of crap, you know like every pitch and like you know doing away with that would be wonderful. So like I'm okay with broadcasts that don't have the box. Uh, I think it's been off and on because TBS did have it quite a bit uh, for games one and two mm-hmm. for the Dodgers and Giants. Um, but I think what happens is sometimes when it's not live, it ends up still showing up on replays, but it's for, it's been on live like quite a bit like during the series. So it's been like off and on, but like generally like, yeah, I, I could do without it, but like, I, I know I figure I'm in the minority on that probably. Um, but yeah, like, it's it's not like that big of a deal. Uh, My biggest ask is that on replays, I want the 3D version of it, just because ah, the flat yeah. you don't get the, some of the pitches that are moving, yeah. just nicking the zone, and it'll yeah. either get you a. Sometimes you get a false negative where it looks like it was a ball, but if you actually look at it in 3D, it wasn't. So yeah, that's my only one. Especially like the horizontal movement ones where it's like sweeping right to left or left to right. Like those tend to like. Um, uh, sort of nick the uh, a little bit, but yeah, yeah, you're right. 3D is the way to go. I'm not sure, like if that's TBS tends to stick with the the one that like I think even like Sportsnet LA uses, where they do the, you know, they show the ball flight, but it's like the like looks like game day, and then it just and then it, the screen flips, and then you see from the catcher's point of view with like the freeze frame of where the ball is, but that's not the 3D. Um, but that's that's about as close as you're going to get, I think, on that. But yeah, that that's sort of where it's at. For the contest, will Ken Kenley Jansen get two, one, or no saves in the next two games at Dodger Stadium? Uh, so I think he's going to get one save. That's what I was going to say because you can't you can't get a save in a eight run win. I, well, actually, that that was my, my logic. I, it, I, my logic one one game's going to be out of range. And then uh, it, my dream, obviously, is a three-inning <laughs> save to close out a playoff series. But I, I, I figure that's that's uh, too much of an ask for the play. I got it in game 162. I'm a happy man. So, like, uh, I'm okay. Look, there's nothing you can wear, eat, or drink that affects the outcome of a playoff game. Saying Liar. that, no. has there ever been a time when you did eat something specific during the postseason? I remember one postseason in the Lakers 2000-2002 uh, run. Uh, when I ate Chinese food for important games. So I have Craig to blame for uh, my Pacers losing in 2000. Have either of you done anything like that? I was trying to think of this. I don't think eating. uh, I've definitely done like the the shirt, you know, like same shirt or something like that. Or like um, I'm just trying to think like, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, like food wise. So not not superstition wise, but one, like you mentioned, I'll try to wear either something blue. Usually I have quite a few things in that colors, partly because I like the color, partly because of the Dodgers. Um, It helped growing up that it was also the Colts color, more or less. So I could kind of earmark those things. Um, But uh, food wise, again, not, not superstition. I don't do this because of that, but for an atmospheric point of view, not big games is what I would say. Uh, yeah. Like game ones a lot of the time. Uh, hot dogs are in the equation. And again, that's just sure. to have that baseball spirit, especially in this era where I 
first year to this was the first year I in theory could have gone to a baseball game and I did not so missing a lot of that uh feeling and that atmosphere and hot dogs are certainly one way to bring a little bit of it to home yeah absolutely hot dogs are, are a great like like if you're home if you're there or home for opening day like make some hot dogs at home or if I'm at home I will usually go the extra mile and do like a sausage but like same same uh you know same family sure uh, so that I think that's that's probably what I associate most uh with baseball but yeah uh, that's kind of it for our little quickie episode we will see you um in a few days maybe possibly a little bit more than that but uh, we'll be talking about the Dodgers next game, next series, next season. Who knows? But uh, we'll be talking to you soon. And thanks for listening.